Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Melissa Ridge, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Taking Care of Your Temple podcast. And this episode is going to be a two-parter. It is on weight loss. So the objective of this podcast is to help women connect with God on a regular basis and use his grace, power, strength, wisdom, might, everything else to help improve their physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. We do this by following four principles that I go over every podcast, and they are keeping our focus on God. Just stay connected with him. Keep asking him what he wants us to do. Keep asking for his help, all those things, and not get distracted by all the things that are going on around us, which is much easier said than done. The next thing is acknowledging that we are not enough on our own. We are not smart enough, strong enough. We are not capable enough. We don't know enough. Whatever it is, we need his help. And the nice thing is that we don't have to take a number to talk to him. Thank goodness. We just ask him and he's happy to help us. He's happy to provide the help that we need. Next is that remembering it is about progress, not about perfection. Thank goodness again, because if God were just zapping us every time that we were not doing things perfectly, it would just not really be very good. We would all be in trouble. So progress, not perfection. And the last thing to remember is that we really need to work on consciously changing our thoughts or the messages that we give ourselves, because those matter. What we say to ourselves influences how we think, feel, act, everything. So if we are giving ourselves a lot of old toxic messages, and we're going to be talking about this in this episode, it's going to really make a difference in a bad way. If we are giving ourselves positive, encouraging, uplifting messages, if we are telling ourselves what God says about us, then it's going to make a positive difference in our lives. So I want to start with a prayer, as I always do. Lord, I just thank you for this time. I thank you for allowing me to have this platform. And I just ask that the words that I'm speaking will resonate with some of these ladies who are listening, that it will be helpful, that it will make a positive difference in their lives, that it will be encouraging, that it will be supportive, that they will get some, some nuggets of wisdom through this. Thank you so much for loving us, Lord. Amen. Okay. So my goal, as always, is to do this podcast on a weekly basis, try to update it, and give you guys some good tools, tips, techniques, all these things that help you feel and function better. Sometimes on the podcast, I will have amazing guests. Sometimes it will be amazing me. Today, it's amazing me. So you guys are so lucky. And again, this is a topic that I am very familiar with and it is called weight loss. And when I started working on this, I realized it was going to need to be a two-parter because there is just a lot that needs to be said about weight loss. So let me give you some statistics before we start out. There are 2.5 billion adults in the world who are overweight or obese. This is not a good thing. This means they have a BMI of 25 to 30. Okay, also not good. In the U.S., one in three adults are overweight. That's kind of an appalling statistic. One in three men are overweight and one in four women. 11.5% of U.S. women have severe obesity. 
not good. An estimated 31 million adults age 50 and over, I was appalled to read this, get no physical activity except for what's needed from, for daily living. So this is talking about they walk in the grocery store to do the grocery shopping, or maybe they ride a little cart and they don't walk. Um, they walk out to the mailbox to get their mail. They walk around their office or their house. That is it. They don't do anything else. They come home and they sit and they eat and they watch TV. And I used to be kind of one of these people. I wasn't all the way down there, but I was pretty close. And this is not good. Uh, it is not good for so many reasons. So overweight, if you are overweight, that means you have a BMI of 25 or higher. If you are obese, you have a BMI of 30 or higher. And you can find BMI, cal BMI calculators online if you want to know what yours is. It's a very easy thing to determine. It'll just have you plug in um, some numbers and then it'll it'll tell you where you are. So that's a very simple thing to do. So there are some very real health concerns with being overweight. And I'm going to go over some of these, not all of them, just some of the main ones. I found it interesting and kind of appalling that every cause of death can be made worse by being overweight. Everyone, all of them. If you are overweight, you're going to be more prone to doing it or experiencing it. High blood pressure is a big issue if you are overweight. Type 2 diabetes, not a good thing to have. I have had friends who have ended up having to have toes or fingers amputated because of diabetes. You don't want that. Heart disease of all kinds. Stroke, also not fun. Osteoarthritis can be very painful. Sleep apnea. This is when you have trouble sleeping because you stop breathing, literally. And so you keep waking yourself up and you wake yourself up all through the not all through the night. So you don't get an uninterrupted night's sleep. That's really not very helpful. Any type of mental emotional health disorder or issue can be exacerbated by overweight. And I'm talking about things like anxiety, depression, um, low self-esteem. Any of these can be made worse, and I think are made worse, by being overweight. And then um, body pain. If you are overweight, your body is working so much harder than it needs to be. So your joints are affected. Your heart is beating really, really hard. You just hurt all the time, kind of everywhere. It's not fun. All right, so some really big issues for women who are overweight. A big one for a lot of women is low self-esteem, self-loathing, just hating yourself, hating how you look, hating your body. And because of that, you tend to beat yourself up a lot all the time. You give yourself a lot of negative, very toxic messages. I am so disgusting looking. I can't believe I do this. Nobody likes me. How could they? I'm just a big fat mess. I mean, you just go on and on. Not good. Not helpful. Um, and then again, depression. Overweight women have a 55% higher risk of developing depression than women who are at a normal weight. Guys, you don't want to be depressed. Major depression is nothing to sneeze at. It is not a fun thing at all. So 
my weight loss journey, I'm going to be talking about it, has been a long one for me. I was years doing a lot of these things. However, literally by the grace of God, I believe that I avoided all of those issues for women. I really did. I never had a low self-esteem. I liked myself. I thought that I, I always thought that I was a great person. I was just a great person who was overweight. And I always believed that I would eventually lose the weight and get healthier. I just, at the time that I was in it, I had no idea how I would do that or when that would happen, but I really believed that it would. And again, I always liked myself. I always thought I was a great person. I was a big, great person. Um, so I'm very happy that I managed to avoid those emotional issues, but I had a lot of the physical ones. I'm going to talk about those. So I've shared some of this. I don't think all of it on this podcast. I am currently down 70, about 70 pounds from my heaviest. I say about, because I really don't know what my heaviest weight was. When I was at my very biggest, I refused to get on a scale. I did not want to know. Denial is not just a river in Egypt. I didn't do it. So I don't, I, I kind of know about where I was, but I don't know for sure. I don't have a definitive number. Like a lot of women, I gained baby weight from having two children that I still had when my youngest was about nine years old. So yeah, that's not a good thing. And I know a lot of you can relate to that. That's what I blamed it on, but I knew that I just was not eating well. So somewhere, I, I kind of looked back and did the math and looked at pictures and figured it out. Somewhere around 2000, I very reluctantly stepped on a scale. And I say reluctantly because, you know, I did not want to know what that number was, but I was realizing I was having issues. And if I didn't do something, the issues were going to continue. And I'll talk about what the issues were in a minute. So step on a scale. I kind of cover my eyes, I look down, 199 pounds. I went into shock. I was horrified. And the thought that I remember having was 199 pounds, one more pound. And on the doctor scale, they have to put another little weight because I'm up in the 200 range. I mean, which is a dumb thing to think of, but that's what ran through my mind. Again, I was appalled. I could not believe that I weighed that much. And even then I knew that was not my heaviest because I had purposely waited to weigh myself till I was a little bit better. I had not eaten quite as much for a few weeks. My clothes fit a little better. I was not at my heaviest. So I know that at my heaviest, I was somewhere between 205 and 210 in that range. There's no doubt. So at that time, I was not exercising at all, at all. I was one of those people. I wasn't doing anything that I didn't have to do. Uh, and I remember one time sitting in a chair in my living room. I started to get up. Everything creaked. I mean, everything. It hurt. And I thought, oh, my gosh, I sound and move like I'm 70 years old. And this was, I was in my 40s back then. But I certainly didn't look like it or feel like it or move like it, but I was. So I knew at the time I was doing a lot of things wrong. One of the main ones was I was eating a lot of carbs, love carbs, bread, 
potatoes, rice, any kind of pastry, all my friends. I mean, they were not good friends, but yeah, I like them. But the only pasta I didn't care for, and I still don't, I can take or leave, is pasta. I like it okay in spaghetti or lasagna, but like just to go and have a pasta salad, and yeah, I would never do that. I, I just doesn't do anything for me. But all the others, I really liked. So I was also practicing no portion control. I was eating as much as I wanted, whenever I wanted. Not a good thing. And part of my issue was that I liked to feel full. That feeling full just felt good. I like food, ladies. I do. I like the the taste and the smell and the texture. I like all of it. I like it a lot. I liked it way too much back then. So I was eating way too much. And in order to feel full all the time, guess what? You have to eat every couple of hours, which is exactly what I was doing so that I felt full a lot. I also was not drinking very much water as I sit here and take a drink right now. But back then I was, I was drinking hardly any water at all, ever. So I would love to say that when I stepped on that scale, saw the 199, boy, that was the epiphany. I started making changes. I started eating better and working out more and started losing weight. And you notice I'm not saying that because that's not how it happened. I wish it had, but I kind of started making changes slowly and there was a lot of stopping and starting. And I remember, remember two times in particular, um, both in winter. One year, I had actually been walking outside. I may have actually been running as well, because I've run for a long time. And I was, I'd done that pretty consistently for six to eight weeks. You know, not huge amounts, but it was a start. I was moving. And then we got hit by an ice storm. We we're living in Oklahoma at the time. And Oklahoma at that point really did not get ice storms very much. But boy, we got one then. And there was ice everywhere. I had been raised in Latin America and I'd always lived in the South. I'd never been in an ice storm before. I don't know what that meant. So I'm looking outside at the ice storm thinking, well, you know, that doesn't look too bad. I can probably still walk or, you know, do something. So I bundled up, walked outside. I'm on the sidewalk going to the mailbox and I start slipping and sliding as any of you who live up North would probably guess. And I quickly realized, no, because the streets were iced over everything was iced over. And I thought, I'm going to break a leg if I keep doing this. So I carefully turned around and very slowly made my way back inside the house. And we didn't leave the house because they were saying, don't go anywhere. Everybody stay home, stay off the roads. Because in Oklahoma, nobody knows how to drive on ice. We didn't have chains on our tires because we never had to deal with that. So we stayed home. My boys were probably in junior high at that point. So it was my husband and I, my boys. And guess what we did? We cooked, we baked, we ate, we watched movies, we played games. We had a great time, but by the time it was over, it was a good week before the, the roads were clear again, I had totally lost my momentum to run or walk, and it was months before I started doing it again. Then a couple of years later, same type of story in the winter, except this time we got a bunch of snow. I mean, a bunch of snow, which Oklahoma will get some but this was like several feet. It was not a few inches. So we realized the roads were going to be closed. And we lived just about a block and a half away from a little like convenience store, a, a you know, little shopping mart. 
Um, so my oldest son, who was like in high school at the time, and I decided, okay, we better go get like some milk and some eggs, you know, a few necessities, because we don't know when we're going to be able to get out. So we walked over, we didn't get the car. And as we're walking, thank goodness, David was with, with me. He's about six foot two. And he was like six foot thin. I'm five, five. The snow was literally over my knees. And a couple of times he had to help pull me out of the snow drift so that we could get to the store. Well, again, I'm not, once we got home, stayed home again for several days, had a wonderful time, totally got off track with my eating and with my exercise. And so this kept happening. I would start, I would do pretty good. Something would happen. It would knock me off course. I would stay off course for several weeks to several months before I got started back again. So there was a lot of that going on. And probably some of you have done the same type of thing. So I tried a lot of different techniques during this. Some worked, some didn't, and some worked for a while and then needed to be changed. And I will kind of talk about that as well. And since this is an issue that so many women struggle with, the whole weight loss thing and how we feel about being overweight and how we treat ourselves and how we react, I thought this would be a very timely session to record. And also because God told me to do it, um, which I'll get into in a minute. So although I have lost about 70 pounds lately, I put about four to five of those pounds back on and I've been going back and forth with them. And the reason I know is because I'm not using the techniques that I know work that I'm going to be sharing with you here in a little bit. I haven't been doing them consistently. So this morning during my quiet time, God told me to do this episode and I'm like, okay, yeah, that fine. That sounds good. Except, um, you know, and I was feeling guilty because I haven't been doing all these things as well as I should have. And so I'm kind of trying to make excuses to God. Really? Am I the person who should be doing this? Because look, here I am. I'm back to trying to get these four to five pounds off. And God reminded me the thing that I say at the beginning of this podcast, it's about progress, not perfection. And ladies, I have made so much progress in my weight loss journey. So I am not doing things perfectly, but I am doing better. God reminded me that I don't have to be perfect in order to be helpful. I do need to be transparent. So that's why I'm kind of doing this right now. So I knew that I was not making myself accountable. I was not holding myself to a consistent standard. I've not been doing the things that I know I need to do, that I know work. I would kind of do them a little bit and then something would happen and I would get off track. I mean, not an ice storm, thank goodness, or a snowstorm, but I would just get off track. So this morning I put in my calendar and I was going to have it here with me, um, but it's in the other room. So I don't want my phone to ring. I put in the calendar for today. I, I forgot how I worded it. I made a promise to God that I will stay on eating and exercise track consistently until my birthday so that I can lose those last four to five pounds and get really underneath them, which is where I want to be. I've been thinking about doing that for a while anyway. We are right now in the middle of March as I'm recording this. In fact, today's the 15th. It's the Ides of March, everyone. Beware the Ides of March. And my birthday is mid-May. So I know that gives me about eight weeks, plenty of time. If I do this stuff consistently, I will do it. And, you know, to me, it's not about vanity I'm not trying to be a size one. I, That's not going to happen. And I am 
totally fine with that. But I do believe that God has a purpose for me, probably more than one. And I'm not going to be able to do those things well unless I am healthy, as healthy as I can be. And at 65, I really need to be able to be healthy. So that's why this is really important to me. So now I'm going to get into some of the tips and tools. And again, I will do some of them this week, and then the others will be in next week's recording. So the first thing to do if you are trying to lose weight is you need to commit. Now, I did not like to do this. When I first started, I remember I would not tell anyone I was trying to lose weight because my thinking was, if it doesn't work, if I fall off, nobody will know. And I didn't want to go somewhere and someone say, um, are you supposed to be eating that piece of pie? I didn't want that. So I didn't tell anybody. So for years I did that. I was just kind of a under the radar dieter. And not many people knew because I mean, it wasn't very obvious. The problem with doing something half-heartedly like that is that you don't get really stellar results. So what I remembered is try not, do or do not. There is no try. That profound philosophy is from Yoda. You're welcome. So let people know what you're doing. Jump in. Don't be afraid to commit. If God is telling you, you need to get healthier, get healthier, but you're going to have to do it, I think, more visibly. You don't have to, but if you do it more visibly, you're going to be more successful. Next, a big one, change your mindset. The messages we give ourselves, I talk about this a lot, they are so powerful and they affect how we think, how we feel, how we act. So back when I was so overweight and I could barely get out of the chair without creaking and moaning and groaning, I never worked out. The reason is, well, one of the reasons is because the two things that I told myself all the time was, I hate to work out. I hate getting hot and sweaty. And I finally realized, even though that was true, that was not helpful. And I would have to change those messages in order to help me start working out on a regular basis and get better results. Well, I knew I could not seriously tell myself, oh, I love working out. I love getting hot and sweaty because I would laugh hysterically and it just would do no good. The messages that I came up with that I still say today are, I love how I feel after I finish working out. So true. And I love what exercising does for my body. Also true. I still tell myself those things today. And those messages, ladies, that I started giving myself like over 20 years ago have made a huge difference for me. And this was back before I really knew about hypnosis and self-hypnosis and mindset and all this stuff. I was just beginning to figure all that out. Well, back then I was doing no exercise at all. I felt incredibly unhealthy. I was very overweight. Now I exercise several times a day. I feel healthier and younger. And that's 23 years later, I am healthier and in better, much better shape now than I was 23 years ago. I mean, there's absolutely no doubt. I look at pictures for myself versus now, and though I never like how I look in pictures, I mean, most of us don't, still, I can tell a big difference. I have made pro progress. So another thing that is helpful is to track your exercise. 
I did some research. The three best things to use that are recommended, a Fitbit, an Apple Watch, or a Garmin. I have used Fitbits for years. I have mine right here. Those of you who are watching the YouTube can see it. And I'm going to look and check my steps. 9,445 today. My son uses an Apple Watch. He loves it. And research shows that wearing some some type of tracker helps people exercise more and lose weight. So here are some of the benefits of wearing some type of an exercise tracker. One is it helps you move more. And I think it's because it just raises your awareness level. When I look down and see how many steps I have, and then I think, okay, my goal is 16,000 steps. I need to get up and move some more. So it, it raises your awareness level. It makes you get up and move. And you can set some of them. I think the Fitbit will do it too. I haven't done that in a while now that I think about it. Well, it will it will send you a little uh, hourly message to see if you're on track. And it will say, okay, you need to move. Um, you need to get another 100 steps or something. I just realized that. I don't know how. Oh, because I think I got a new tracker. I don't think I set that up. I'm going to have to see if I if they still do that. So I can set that up. And it'll just beep. And I'll look at it and say, now I've got enough steps. I'm good. Or, oh, yeah, I need to get up and move. So it erases your awareness level. It improves your sleep if you wear your tracker while sleeping. Now, I will say I've never been able to do that. It bothers me to have it on at night. But research shows, and I know people who said, it really does help you sleep better. So if you can sleep with it, more power to you. It increases your weekly active minutes. You are just getting more activity in overall. It improves your heart health, reduces stress. Exercise is one of the best all around stress reducers across the board. And that's good because when you're stressed, what most of us do if we're unhealthy, guess what? We eat. So if you reduce your stress level, you're going to eat less probably. So that's good. It increases your number of daily steps because again, you are more aware of it. And usually you set a goal for yourself and you can look and see what you're doing. I have literally been at night um, getting ready to go to bed and I'm in my bedroom. The door is closed because I have one of my little dogs who sleeps under my bed. And I look and I'm like, oh, I have 150 steps. Well, I mean, 150, come on, I want to get it. So I'm literally in the bathroom brushing my teeth and I'm just, I'm pacing back and forth and walking so that I can get those those extra steps in because I want to, to reach my goal. Also, most of the trackers will store your past data so you can look back and see, okay, where was I a year ago? Oh man, I've done so much better since last month. I've used Fitbits for gosh, 15, 20 years now. So they have a lot of data on me, but it really is helpful. I can look back and see progress that I have made. It helps you train more effectively if you're getting ready to participate in some type of an event, a 5K, an Ironman, good for you. It really does help you train better. It shows your overall health. You can get a picture of where you are. And it increases your motivation to move. Again, you look at it and you see, oh, I only need 200 steps to get all my steps in. So I'm going to get up and walk around the house a few times. It really does do that. So it's it's good overall. Now, in the past, when they first started coming out, the, the trackers, they didn't have the, the Fitbits or the uh, Garmin. I mean, Apple Watch is pretty recent. And so they had the clip-on ones, which is what I would use. The problem with those is I kept, I would brush against something and it would get knocked off. Or I'd be walking and my purse would knock it off. 
And I, I can't tell you how many of those I lost. So when I found, oh, they have one that goes on my wrist and it's a watch and you know it's not going to fall off. That was amazing. So I really like that much better. It raised my awareness of my activity level and really helped increase it a lot. Okay. Now, along with tracking your exercise, guess what else you need to track? Your food. And I know some of you don't like this. I did not like it either when I first started doing it. But ladies, it is so necessary. And the reason that it's necessary is that if we don't track it, we're just guessing. Oh, I think I ate this much. We don't we don't guess accurately, especially when it comes to tracking our food. So it really is important to do that. And if you have some type of a an exercise tracker, most of them will have an app that you can use to count your, uh, to figure out how much you've eaten. And you just fill it in every day. And I'm going to get to this here in just a minute. One of the things that you need to do periodically is change things up if they're no longer working. So when I first started on losing weight, I was on Weight Watchers and Weight Watchers helped me lose probably 80 to 85% of my weight. Then I had a couple of years where I was just going up and down, up and down, up and down with the same 10 or 15 pounds. And I finally realized, okay, Weight Watchers worked really well for me in the beginning. It's just not right now. I'm going to have to try something else. So I switched over. Weight Watchers has a point system, which is very easy to use. I loved it. I switched over to the app in uh, my Fitbit app in my phone because they have a place there where I can track my food. They go just by a strict calorie, calories in, calories out. How much have you burned up today? And that's, you know, you can look and see if I want to lose so many pounds a week, I need to, to have a deficit of so many calories. So that really helped me lose those last 15, 20 pounds because I switched. So if you've been using something, whatever method, especially for a long time, you may get to the point where it's just not as effective. And it may not be anything with the method. It may just be that it's taking you as far as it can and you need to find something else. So don't be afraid to try different things. A big thing that is really important if you're trying to lose weight is to eat more fruits and vegetables. I can pretty much tell you across the board, most people who need to lose weight are not eating enough fruits and vegetables. I certainly wasn't. So make it easy on yourself. One of the things that I do, I always have in my refrigerator, uh, I have a little plastic container that I put little mini carrots in, those little sweet carrots, and they're in water. I change the water every few days, and I can just reach in and get a handful, and they're crispy, and they're good. I like carrots. So that's helpful to me. I also have uh, cuties, those little mandarin oranges that you can peel really easily, and I will have a couple of those. Those are good. I have things like grapes, things that I can just reach in and get and eat pretty easily and quickly. And that give me more fruits and vegetables, more roughage. The next thing that I find very helpful is using Juice Plus. I am a huge advocate of Juice Plus. I've used it for a couple of years. And again, most people do not get enough fruits and vegetables when I have a new hypnosis client in, one of the things I always assess for is how is your diet? Are you eating healthy? Probably 85% of them say no. In fact, I had a couple of new ones this week and both of them ended up laughing. No, I eat terrible. I have a horrible diet. So Juice Plus 
one of the things they say is they help you bridge the gap between what you should eat and what you do eat. They are completely plant-based. It's just plant food. That's all it is. They're capsules. I take them every morning and it is an easy way for me to get fruits and vegetables into my body to stay healthy and to just get the nutrition that I need to have. It makes a huge difference. I strongly recommend them. I like things that are all natural. And one of the things I love about Juice Plus is they talk about that they use everything in the plant, except like in, I think it's pineapple. They don't use all of the skin because they have those prickly things on them, whatever they are, and the stalks. But everything else, they use all of it. And they talk about the fact that in a lemon, most of the nutrition is in the peel. Well, how many of you regularly eat lemon peel? Yeah, me either. In Juice Plus, I get it because it's all ground up in there for me. All I have to do is take the capsule. So if you are having a hard time eating healthy, you may want to consider Juice Plus. If you know someone who sells it, contact them. You can contact the website, juiceplus.com. You can contact me. Um, I give my contact information at the end of this. I'll be happy to help you. But I promise you, it makes a big difference, not just in weight loss. It helps with that, but just in your overall health as well. Another thing that is really, really important is to develop consistency. And in, what I mean by that is the things that you know you need to do, you need to do them consistently. And one of the best things that I found, actually, my son showed it to me. I have to give credit where credit is due, is an app called Habit Tracker. I've used it now for maybe over a year. And what it does is I put in my habits on there and I can put in, do I want to do this thing every day? Do I want to do it three days a week? And if so, which days? And then on those days, it'll pop up the habits that I need to do. When I've done the habit, I swipe it across and it changes color. So I know that I've done it. When I get to the end of the day, if I've done all of them, once I finish the last one, this little confetti goes up. Yay, oh, you did it. And that's motivating to me. I want to get the little confetti. I want to get the little celebration. So it's really easy to do. I think it costs like six or seven bucks. It's called Habit Tracker app. And I strongly recommend it. I recommended it to a lot of people. It is a great way to help you stay consistent. And, and I'll give you an example. This is just health. I have a, um, it's a, a, a supplement that I take. It's not just plus, it's a different one. And I need to take it morning and afternoon. I always do the morning. I always remember the morning one. I never remember the afternoon. I just get busy. Don't think about it. So finally, I put that in my habit tracker app. And so at the end of the day, I'll check, well, oh, I didn't take my supplement. So I will go take it so that I can swipe that one away. It's just an easy way to remember the things that you need to do on a regular basis. Another thing that you are probably going to need to do if you want to lose weight is you are going to need to build new habits. And one of the best books that I can recommend on that is the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. It is awesome. And it's a very readable book. There's lots of stories in it. I love stories. They are short chapters. Some of you will laugh, but when I'm reading nonfiction, I look to see how many pages are left. These are short chapters, very readable, very interesting. And as you read it, you think, Oh, yeah. Why didn't I think of that? That makes so much sense. That has been something else that's been very helpful. So I strongly recommend that one as well. Okay. Another thing 
that I recommend is drinking a lot of water. That's something else that I assess uh, for clients. Are you drinking enough water when they come in? Most of them are not. I'd say probably 80% of the people that I get, they are not drinking enough water. And it can cause all kinds of issues, including weight loss. So you really need to drink water. I'm going to give you some of the benefits of it. And then I will kind of tell you some ways that, that might be helpful to you to drink it. It helps burn calories. It reduces hunger cravings because you feel fuller. Water is a natural appetite suppressant. You don't feel as hungry when you're drinking water. It helps remove waste from your body. Not going to go into that one, but we all get how that works. It causes you to drink less calorie laden drinks. If you're drinking a lot of water, you're not drinking a lot of sugary um, other types of drinks that aren't good for you anyway. It helps burn fat. It helps with workouts because it reduces the risk of muscle cramp and fatigue. So when you're working out, if you're drinking a lot of water, you are going to do better. It also boosts energy. It improves your joint health. And boy, as we get older, I am very aware of that one. It improves digestion. Your kidneys function better and it regulates your body temperature. So I get a lot of clients who say, no, I don't drink water. I don't like drinking water. I don't like the taste, which I kind of don't get. I think water tastes good, but a lot of people don't. That's fine. Here are some things that you can do to help with that. One is get some type of a big mug. I have, for those of you who can see, this is a, uh, what is this? This is a 24, no, this is a 32. This is a 32 ounce jug uh, um, mug that I carry with me and I have ice water in it and I keep filling it up during the day. When I empty that twice and I do more than that, I've had my quota of water. I, I know that I've had it. Some people will get just a 64 ounce jar and just carry that with them. And when that's empty, they know that they've done it all. I prefer water with ice. I like my water cold. I'm in Texas, y'all. I want to be able to cool off. But some people like it room temperature. Whatever works best for you is okay. Either is fine as far as being good for you. I like sometimes some fruit in my water. When I go out to eat and I get tea, which is what I always get to drink, they always ask if I want lemon. No, I don't want lemon. What I really want is orange slices. Nobody ever has orange slices, but that's what I like. So sometimes at home, I will put some orange slices in there, kind of squeeze them a little bit and then put it in. And those are good. Cherries are good. Some of you like lemon or lime, but put something into your water to make it taste better. Be careful with the additives because I've got some of those, oh, squeeze this in and this will make it taste good. Some of those have a lot of chemicals, so at least research those before using them. They may not be all that good for you. Just be careful. Next thing that you can do to help yourself lose weight is to reward yourself. Now, obviously, when you lose the weight, that's a big reward. However, that is long-term. For some of you, that's six to eight months down the road. You need reinforcement more often than every six to eight months. So what I did is do a short-term thing. I came up with a weekly reward for myself that worked really well. My reward when I had a good week was I would get a book. I love to read. My favorite thing, and I have my Nook app in my iPad. So at the beginning of the week on Monday, I write the name of the book that I want by the author, 
up at the date range, March 1st through 7th. And then at the bottom, I put seven vertical lines with spaces in between. And every day that I do well, cross it off, cross it off, cross it off. When I get to Sunday night, if I've crossed all of them off, then Monday morning, I get to order the book for my nook. And it's great because it's like instant gratification. I mean, well, not instant, maybe within 30 minutes or so, still pretty quick. I don't have to go anywhere. I just order it. And most books, I can get a book for $10 to $15. So it's not breaking the bank. It's a small reward, but it's something that I like. Then I took it a step further and I put all my little post-it notes around. I have a full-length mirror on the inside of my closet door. And I just put all those post-it notes up there and actually... Just a couple of weeks ago, I noticed some of them were falling off because they'd been there for a while. So I got scotch tape and just taped them back up there. Um, but it's it's a visual reinforcement. Look at what I did. Wow, that's pretty good. So I see that every time I walk by. And that is really very reinforcing. So pick something that is a reward for you. This is just recommendation that will really motivate you to keep going. Don't get food, nothing food related. That is not going to be good. Just something that you like, something small that you can afford. I mean, maybe you'll get a manicure or uh, a facial, or maybe get a new pair of earrings. I don't know, whatever it is, but find something that is a weekly reward and keep track of it and, and just show it some way so that you can look back and see, oh, I really, I did pretty good with that. Okay, next. Ah, y'all are not going to like this as I didn't. It really is helpful. You're going to do better if you weigh and measure your food. Don't guess. When we guess, we guess inaccurately. We tend to guess low. Oh yeah, that that's probably about, yeah, that's like five ounces, I'm sure. And it's eight. And that sounds like a little bit. And once in a while, that's probably not a big deal. But if you get in a habit of doing that, you are regularly overeating. I mean, you just are. And especially... When you get down to those last 10, 15, 20 pounds, you're going to notice it. If you're trying to lose 80 pounds and you have these little slips, even on a somewhat regular basis, probably not going to affect you that much, but I promise it will. So get into the habit of weighing and measuring. I weighed my food. I've done this for years now. And at first I had this old scale that I just had forever and it had the little lines on it. So I would put the little basket on and weigh it. And I'm squinting at it, trying to read what the line says. Well, then I realized, wait, they have digital scales now. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into the modern era here. So I ordered a digital scale so much easier. Put it on there, uh, turn it on, put the food in, and boom, it just tells me exactly how many ounces it is. Much, much simpler. So get something like that and be accountable, ladies. Be accurate. It really does make a difference. This is going to sound kind of contradictory, but really, I recommend that when you eat, you enjoy the experience. Eat slowly and savor the flavor. Here's what I'm talking about. I think if you just say, I'm not going to have any sugar, I will not have ever chocolate again. Yeah, no, that's not sustainable. You're not going to do it. It, And then you're just going to be miserable. But have it. Have the things that you like in small little amounts. I think I've talked about this. I have the little three musketeers that are the one inch squares. I keep them in my freezer. I have Andy's mints. I recently added on 
some type of chocolate. Now I can't think what it is, but they're just individually wrapped. Can you tell that I like chocolate? I will have one or two of the smaller ones in the evening. Nibble a little bit, put it down, do something. Come back, nibble a little bit more, put it down, do something. I can stretch out eating chocolate for 15 or 20 minutes. So I feel like I've had a lot of chocolate, even though it's only been these two little pieces because I'm just enjoying it, savoring it. Oh, it tastes so good. Oh, I just love this so much. So do the things that you you want and that you enjoy, but do them in reasonable amounts. Eat slowly, savor the flavor. Another thing that you can do, again, on the, on the not cutting out completely your favorite foods, if there is something that you really like, get it once or twice a week, get it away from home. Don't make it at home. I learned that early. If I bake a whole pan full of brownies after I have my one brownie, guess what I do with the rest of them? Unless people are coming over that I know and they can eat them, I'm going to eat it. My son baked a pan of brownies last night because he had something he was going to, and I kept nibbling on them and I finally made myself stop. So if you go out, and I've done this before, and get a brownie or a cookie or a latte, whatever it is, you eat it or you drink it slowly, you savor it, you enjoy how good it tastes, that's not going to do nearly as much damage as if you bake up a whole batch of whatever it is and have it at home. The other thing that I highly recommend, if you're going to be eating something like that, again, don't do it every day, two or three times a week, that's fine, and do it early in the day. Don't do it at night because then you're not going to burn it off. Try to do it like at lunch, and then you have the rest of the day to burn those calories off. Okay, we're going to stop here for, well, as far as the hints, I'm going to finish the rest of the podcast, but I will do more of these next week. So be sure and come back. So I'm going to go now to my fun fact about Waco. Waco is called the heart of Texas. Okay. I looked it up as to why that is, and I couldn't find, nobody seemed to know why. The only thing I could come up with is it's kind of in the middle of Texas. So maybe that's what it is. It's the heart, but it's really works out well. It's a small town feel, but it is close to several big cities. So Austin, hour and a half away. Dallas and Fort Worth, both an hour and a half away. San Antonio, three hours. Bryan College Station, that's where Texas A&M is, an hour and a half. Houston, three hours. Sadly for me, any beach is four plus hours away. Texas does have a lot of coastline, but not near Waco. However, because things are so close, people do this all the time. They will go to Austin or Dallas for the day, do some shopping, go to a concert, do whatever, and come back that same day. And you can do that. So even though we don't have all the amenities of a big city, although we have a lot of them, we also don't have all the horrendous traffic, we have them accessible to us. So I love that. Heart of Texas, everything is pretty close within reach. So along with this podcast and Waco Hypnosis Center, I do public speaking. If you're interested in having me for an event, you can contact me through my website at www.drmelissarich.com or you can email me at, let me look because I don't email myself, info at drmelissarich.com. Also, here is something that you can do for me. If this podcast was helpful, if you enjoyed it, I would love for you 
to do one of the following. Follow me, follow my podcast, write a review, and or share the episode. I'm really working on building up my audience. I'm good at the writing and at doing the podcast. I'm not very good at the social media marketing, which I know needs to be done. Some of you are naturals at that. So if you would help me get the word out there, I would so greatly appreciate it. That is it for today. I hope this was helpful. Be sure and come back next week and we'll get the second part of more weight loss tips that can be helpful. Thanks, ladies. Have a good one.